Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. We know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including... AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida. KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. 
My guest this hour is Diana Doyle. And uh, Diana is an Australian who spends 10 months of the year living in Los Angeles and the other two in Australia with her husband, Peter, and her eight-year-old daughter, Dempsey. Diana is a nurse and has worked as a manager in the healthcare field, although hasn't worked since giving birth to her two children 11 years ago. She is currently studying to become a counselor so she can work in the grief counseling field. Exonation in three years, Diana lost three important family members to different deaths over a 36-month period. Her sister, then her mother, then the most incomprehensible loss of all, the death of her four-year-old daughter, Savannah. Diana is an ambassador to Make-A-Wish Foundation in California and volunteers at the Let It Be Foundation. Diana has co-written a memoir about her journey through grief and survival and is hoping to have it published as her passion is to help others who are facing adversity in all walks of life. Her websites are www.opentohope.com and www.hellogrief.com. Diana Doyle, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. It's, Thank it's, you for giving me this opportunity. Well, you know what? We've been featuring people who have important stories to tell. And when we received your information, we just had to have you on the show to share and to give others hope and to give others strength who have also gone through the times maybe not as, as, as drastic as you have, losing three loved mem- members in three years. But a loss is a loss. And I think we all yeah. grieve differently. And I'm so happy that you're with us. And I highly commend you for the great work that you do with Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Let It Be Foundation. Hats off to you. Thanks, Ralph. Yes, they're great foundation, especially the Make-A-Wish Foundation. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. When we come back, I'd love to talk to you about the challenges you've faced in life and how, how you coped with the grief over the loss of your mother, your sister, and then your four-year-old daughter, Savannah. Please stand by. Exonation, okay, our guest this hour is Diana Doyle. Her websites are www.opentohope.com and www.hellogrief.com. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with Diana Doyle as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
take a boat out of the blue Fate steps in and sees you Exo Nation, our special guest this hour is Diana Doyle. And uh, Diana, thank you very much for joining us. And once again, Make-A-Wish Foundation and, um, you know, the Let It Be Foundation do a lot of wonderful work. And it's it's highly commendable for all the volunteers around the world who do a great job. So to, to you and to the other members of the Make-A-Wish Foundation and Let It Be Foundation, thank you for doing the great work you do. Thank you, Rob. Diana, you lost uh, three family members over the years. Tell me, was the feeling of grief with each experience different? Um, it was different with each one. I think um, depending on the relationship, the intensity of grief is different. Mm-hmm. Um, grief is grief. I mean, it's all the same. It's a feeling of loss and sadness and fear and questions of why. Um, I think, though, with a shock death like my sister, she was killed in a car accident and the grief from a shock death is, can be very intense and uh, in the beginning it's it's very overwhelming. Um, whereas the intensity of grief with my daughter, Savannah, um, being four and having to watch her slowly pass away, um, that's always there. I think grief never goes away. You just learn to um, deal with it and you learn to accept it and it becomes part of who the new person you become is. How did you initially react to being told your daughter had a fatal illness? Um, when we were told about Savannah, it was totally out of the blue. We just thought she needed um, her eye was turned in towards her nose, and we took her to a doctor, and we just thought it, she needed a simple uh, procedure to correct the mm-hmm. turn. So you can imagine the shock when we got a phone call to tell us that it was very, very serious and the disease Savannah had was fatal. Um, it was very similar to a death, actually. It was shock and disbelief, um, fear of what was going to happen, the unknown, um, all that sort of mixed emotion thing together. Uh, it's like a physical pain, you know, you can't sleep, you can't eat. Um, very similar to someone uh, passing away suddenly. What was it like day by day just watching your little four year old? fade away? Um, watching Savannah, uh, I mean, Savannah was normal up until she was two and a half, so you can imagine um, the disease she had was a progressive one, mm-hmm. so she went from a normal little pearl into um, someone who was bedridden, and eventually we had a feeding tube put in to keep her alive, so probably the most hardest thing I'll ever face in this life anyway, Rob, um, you know, you have guilt that we couldn't save her, and it was horrific to watch that. It's the same as watching probably anyone, an adult or mm-hmm. anyone, go through an illness and finally pass away. But I think with a child, it's just um, terribly hard, let alone your own child. But um, our daughter taught me a lot about courage, and I used to try and um, channel her courage into my day-to-day, um, you know, issues we were facing each day with her. So, yeah, it was terribly hard. Your sister 
passed away in an automobile accident. Your four-year-old daughter passed away from a, a very serious illness. How did your How did your mom pass away? Um, my mom, when my sister was killed, she was on her way to the beach in Australia, and she had her four children all strapped into the car. There was mm-hmm. an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and twin girls that were only six months old at the time of the accident. And when that happened, uh, of course, twins needed round-the-clock care. So my parents put their life on hold and moved into my sister's home to help their dad. And during this time, mum was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So, yeah, it was um, a bit of a shock, but um, she took over the care of the kids. And actually, we got two years. uh, Mum battled her ovarian cancer support, and uh, she still gives me strength on some of my hard days, just the way she faced her illness. And, um, yeah, I miss her every day, actually. (laughs) I, I was just going to ask you, how do you survive grief for any of the other challenges that you're faced with in life? Where do you get your inner strength? Uh, I think for me it's a combination, or it's still a combination of things, you know. it's still There's days all the time now that crop up here and their birthdays, anniversaries. Mm-hmm. My calendar seems to be full these days. But um, I think with support, I have a fantastic support network of friends that have probably saved my life, even though they don't know it. Um, family, and I think with your attitude, I think if you have a great attitude towards any challenge, whether it be, you know, the loss of a job or um, someone you love or a house, I think if you look at what you have instead of what you don't and just wake up every day and try and have a good attitude and look for the positives, there's always a positive in every negative. I think um, that can make a difference to facing any challenge and surviving it. During that bleak three-year period, 36 months, did you ever think that life would be good again? Yeah, well, at the time, I think in anyone that's facing grief or has just lost someone suddenly, it is so overwhelming. I mean, the feeling of grief, mm-hmm. you can't see, you know, past the next day and you just feel like it's always going to be, your life will be always like this. But eventually, you come you come out of the grief. It doesn't ever go away, but it does get less intense over time. And, um, yes, life is different for me now, but it's I feel it's richer and fuller because I've had the gift of grief, and that is that it's made me appreciate what I do have and the simple little things in life that, you know, we're all too busy mm-hmm. rushing around and to stop and just, you know, Small sit for five minutes outside in the morning and, and breathe in the sunshine and even to get up and have a hot shower, you know, just be appreciative of what you have. So. You know- um, yeah, life's definitely different and richer, I think, now. I, I'm sure that there are people listening to the interview tonight who are saying, well, you know, where can you find support when you feel as if there's no hope? Uh, I think there's always hope, even though, like I said, when in the beginning, in the first few months, that you know, you feel there's no hope and you don't know where to mm-hmm. turn, as I did. Um, I think if you reach out, there's support groups almost everywhere now. There's Lifeline, there's counsellors. Um, there's so many resources online now on the internet, um, you know, chat rooms and things like that. Books, I read so many books, which is what inspired me to, to write my memoir. Uh, I think educate yourself and, um, you know, it can really help when you feel like you've got no hope left. As a member of the medical community, how did your your training, how did your experiences, how did your your education help you get through this hard time? 
Uh, I think with nursing Savannah, we nursed her at home, um, and like I said, in the end, she was all she could do was move her head. She lost mm-hmm. the ability to do talk, walk, speak, eat, anything. Um, so I think my nursing training helped in that respect. But I think for anybody, you know, well for me, none of that really helped. You've just got to face each day with what you have. And you know, I used to take minute by minute if I had to some days, or hour by hour, and and not get too far ahead. So. My medical training um, really just helped me with the nursing care. I think it's more of a um, a mental attitude um, experience you have to you have to have. When you're talking to to people who I would imagine you assist other people who are going through grief, how do you? How do you use your own experience to give them hope, to give them the the fact that there will be a tomorrow? Um, yeah, I've had a lot of friends, actually. I'm like the go-to girl for grief, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's a good thing, rather. But, um, you know, to me, giving back is honouring the people that I've lost. And, um, you know, it helps them. What I've been through, it helps a lot of people, a lot of our friends reassess their lives and what's important. And um, I just tell them my experience and some of the things that I've done that have helped me through that I've spoken about today, like your attitude and gratitude for simple things and, and, you know, just reaching out and and creating a support network. How how long did did the grief last, you know, or, or is there such a thing as a normal length of time that grief lasts or is this something that is very individual. A person needs to grieve and as long as they need to grieve. Yes, that's a great um, answer to that question, Rob. I've had so many people ask me this, like, what, when will I feel normal mm-hmm. again? What is normal? I mean, what is normal anyway? I think, that's right. you know, when you're faced with a loss and it's, it's a sudden loss especially, um, you know, it's you feel like there isn't any hope for the future. So... Um, I just think. Uh, sorry, what was the question again? No, I, I, I guess we both answered it with. Oh, when you feel normal again, right? Um, yeah, everyone's different, and the way everyone grieves is different. Like my husband grieves differently to the way I grieve, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I just think someone shouldn't put limits on themselves if they're in the depths of grief or it's, a, it's just happened. You've just got to um, allow your grief and. Um, what's normal for some may be different for somebody else and um, you know you can't change what's happened and you have to eventually accept it and yes. and let your grief maybe be the catalyst for some sort of change a positive change in your life Diana please stand by you and I have to take our break at the bottom of the hour with the news We'll be back on the other side Exo Nation Diana Doyle is our special guest here our two websites open to hope.com and hellogrief.com. Now, she also has a very popular blog site at sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com. That's sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue with our special guest this hour, Diana Doyle, here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, X-Zone. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you shop O'Reilly Auto Parts, you'll get the parts you need when you need them. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and choose same-day curbside, same-day pickup, or same-day delivery powered by DoorDash. Now available at participating stores near you. Trust the professional parts people to get you the parts you need today. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. At TV.com On MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com And our website, www.XZoneRadioTV.com my special guest this hour, Exxon Nation. Got a couple of websites for you. www.opentohope.com and uh, www.hellogrief.com and she's got a very popular blog spot at uh, sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com That's sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com Diana, why do you want to become a grief counselor? Um, well, I haven't actually been to a counsellor myself. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of things I've read and books 
about this grief topic are written by doctors and, I mean, we need all the medical profession, but I think life experience is just so important and, and you know, being able to relate to others that are on the same journey that I am, I think will be priceless and be able to help other people. I really feel through giving back, uh, you know, all of these deaths I've faced won't have been in vain. Like, mm-hmm. it gives me meaning and gives all the people I've lost some purpose. So... How does, how has your life changed compared to before the loss of, of your mother, your sister, and your four-year-old daughter? Uh, it's changed a lot. I feel like I'm a different person now. It's like I've had a life before the start of the death in our family with, with my sister and and then the life after. I think um, um, it's like there's pieces to the puzzle and going through all these profound losses mm-hmm. has changed me into a more compassionate person. And, you know, I have a, a doctor friend here, Dr. Philippa, and one of his famous quotes is, you know, through grief and hardship, you can often become a better, more compassionate person. And I really feel that's who I am today, and that's my role, is to pass on what I know to help others. And so, yeah, I've certainly changed a lot. You could have probably called me a materialistic pig before all this happened, but... Um, now I certainly, I think I'm a more compassionate and um, just a deeper human being that, you know, I, I look for things and avenues where I can help other people and, um, yeah, I think that's what's important in life. What inspires you today? Um, what inspires me? Good question. Um, anyone, I think, that's been through a hardship and come out the other side and you know, everyone's fighting their own battle, whatever that may be. And um, I think there's a lot of everyday heroes that you only have to watch the news to see. You know, there's so many everyday challenges out there that people are facing. And um, people that don't let these rule their life, that can change, turn their life around and, um, you know, just make something out of, make something positive out of a bad situation. That's what inspires me. And children, children. You know, watching my daughter, they're so innocent and they live in the moment and they're happy and I think we could all take um, a leaf out of their book and, and learn just, you know, to be happy in the moment and be happy with what you've got. Diana, how did you become a survivor instead of a victim when when facing all the challenges that you had in your life? Um, that's a good question too. I think... Um, for me, anyway, finding a purpose, um, whether it's what I'm doing, like writing or helping others, volunteering, you can empower yourself with your grief rather than the grief controlling you. I think recognizing that you've got choices in life, like I can get up every day and choose to be a victim or I can get up every day and choose to be a survivor and um, have a good attitude and, a, and gratitude for what I do have. Um, you know, so I think if you can somehow make a difference and in in the world, even if it's just a small thing like my writing, um, it's empowering yourself over grief so you don't become a victim. Why is it that in our Western society, our Western culture, people frown on lengthy grieving? Uh, you know, people who haven't lost or who are not part of the loss of others, you know, uh, I've heard people say, well, you, should, you know, he or she should be over it by now. 
Why, why is it that we take that attitude instead of trying to be more compassionate with people? Yeah, that's, that's a great comment, too. It's funny, I was only speaking with my cousin yesterday who, um, she lost her son at 32 and, and also her mother on a horrific, my auntie on a horrific train crash in Australia three years ago. Um, it took 11 lives. And we we're discussing this because she said, you know, a lot of people feel she should have moved on by now. And I think it's just the culture. Um, people are scared of grief or they're uncomfortable around grief. Not everyone, mm-hmm. but a lot of people, it changes the normal environment. I mean, I was possibly one of those people before too where I felt, you know, I didn't know what to say to people. Um, it's, but I think the kindest thing you can do and, like you say, show compassion is to just honour someone's grief and even possibly say, I don't know how you feel or, um, you know, is there anything I can do for you or I'm thinking of you. I think, uh, yeah, in the Western world, if we all just were a bit, a little bit more generous to each other mm-hmm. and uh, respected each other's ways, the world would be a, a lot more of a happier place. Do you think a person's spiritual beliefs play a big role when it comes to coping with major grief or the loss of a loved one? Um, I think it can help immensely. I mean, I'm a Catholic, but I'm not practicing. I think Mm -hmm. I've become more of a spiritual person rather than um, a religious person. And I think, you know, especially with our daughter Savannah, when she was diagnosed, you you get angry at God or whoever or question why this has happened. Mm -hmm. And I think going through such profound losses or any loss, uh, you question uh, religion or spirituality or I think it it can be a great um, help though and I think it's something that you can, uh, it's like another support in the, um, in along the journey of grief. If you have some sort of a focus, whether it be spiritual or religious, I think it really does help. Tell us about your work with Make-A-Wish Foundation as an ambassador. Um, well, Savannah, because she had a life-threatening illness, was granted a wish. However, unfortunately, by the time Savannah was granted a wish, she couldn't really do anything. You know, they, they send children to Disneyland, and they're just such a wonderful foundation. Um, so Savannah, for us, Savannah couldn't walk or talk anymore. So we, um, we asked for a spa for her, a jacuzzi, because that was about all she could enjoy, was to be put in the jacuzzi. Um, so when Savannah passed away, they asked me if I'd be an ambassador and, and speak at different speaking engagements for Lions Club or mm-hmm. uh, all different sorts of clubs around Southern California. And um, basically I go there and, and just speak about our wish-granting experience and, and hopefully um, provide funds for the Make-A-Wish Foundation for other children like Savannah. Can you share with us some of the... Make a wishes that have come true for children. Yeah, there is a funny story. I mean, it's not funny. It's it's um, humbling actually. Mm-hmm. The the lady that came to us and interviewed us, she said she'd just come from a wish granting experience, and there was two little boys in uh, California here, and their wish was, I mean, they get shopping sprees. That's one of the wishes. And these two boys, they come from a very low income family, and their wish is that the family had a genetic illness. And their wish was to go to the 99 cent store for a wish-granting experience, a shopping spree. So, um, you know, that's just one one thing that I thought that was very humbling that, you know, that's in the eyes of children, what a wish for them is may not be a wish for, you know, what they want out of life. Uh, trips to Disneyland mm-hmm. were quite are quite big and popular 
Um, and they also do a lot of uh, decorating children's bedrooms or video games, um, meeting their heroes, sports heroes, people like that. So they do a wonderful thing and, you know, people are, are very generous with their time in that respect. The Let It Be Foundation, what can you tell us about that? Well, that's an amazing foundation um, started by a lady called Ruth Rosen. Uh, her daughter passed away as a teenager of a brain tumour and what she does now is uh, she works with people in the families in the San Bernardino County and, um, you know, she provides shopping vouchers or um, time for these families to be able to go out and do things that they can't normally do when you have a sick child. So she raises a lot of funds and helps a lot of families with a life-threatening illness for children um, around this area where I live. What would you like to tell the people listening around the world tonight about handling grief, coping with grief? What can you share with them that might touch the heart of someone who's listening who is going through some sort of grief and needs to know from someone like yourself who is a, is a survivor? Um, that's a good point, Rob. I think the most important thing for anyone that's especially fresh um, in the grieving process mm-hmm. is that the intensity of the pain and the sadness doesn't last. I mean, there's always pain on special days or anniversaries or, you know, you might see someone that reminds you of your child and those sort of times you can't help. But you, the intensity of grief, grief does lessen over time. And I think the most important thing is recognising you have choices in your attitude towards how you face your grief. And, you know, just to try and to find positives in every negative and um, just making choice to be present and try to be happy with what you have each day. I think if you focus on those sort of things, it can really help you to move forward when you're grieving. Tell us about the book that you're writing. Uh, I've actually co-written my memoir, um, and I'm just in the stages of sending out to some agents and publishers that I'm hoping someone will um, like to hear this journey of mine. It might help uh, someone like myself, because that's when Savannah was diagnosed, that's all I wanted to know was how does a normal person, not a doctor, or someone that has a degree, how does a normal mum get through the process of losing their child? So that inspired me to sit down and write a memoir. And, you know, Savannah was a lot of nights. She was awake in pain and things like that. So I'd sit there and journal each day what was happening, and that's turned into a memoir. But I've also included my sister's journey and my mum because it's all intertwined and it's all important in um, my survival. Now, as a memoir, as you were going through it, even though you had journaled it, it was it, it must have been reliving those the, that time with little Savannah. Yes, it was, Rob. It's, um, I mean, those times are painful, but it's also healing to write. And I think anyone going through heartache or um, a loss, it's very healing to write down your thoughts and, you know, I think to get it out there and mm-hmm. let people know that they're not alone and this is my story and this is my journey. Um, it was painful, but I think 
if nothing else, and if I never get it published, it'll be a wonderful um, testament to my daughter in grief that I'll be able to pass on to our other daughter, Dempsey, who's healthy and, you know, about what we went through as a family. You say you, you co-wrote it. Who was the other author? Well, it's a funny story. How long have you got? <laughs> We've got about actually, two minutes uh, before we go to the next break. Okay. I uh, was on a website, a uh, writer's website, and this lady reached out to me. She lives on a tiny island called Tinian, and she's a, an author and a writer. Her name is Maya. She only goes by one name. And she offered to help me co-write my memoir. So over a year and a half, for free, she did this for no cost. She wouldn't accept any money from me. So we have like a barter system where I send her books from the library that I go to here that are unwanted books by the library. I box them up and I ship them over to the island. And um, it's like a, you know, exchange. She helps me with my editing and writing mm-hmm. and I help her providing children's books for the school there on the island. So, um, yeah, she's, um, she's one of these people that is altruistic in the truest form. So I'm very lucky to have um, found her and to have her help me. You and I have to take our final break, Diana. Please stand by. Exonation. here's a couple of websites. www.opentohope.com and www.hellogrief.com Diana also has a very popular blog. It's uh, sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com Once again, that's sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we do our wrap-up of tonight here in the Exxon. Once again, my special guest is Diana Doyle, www.opentohope.com, www.hellogrief.com, and sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com. My name's Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Exonation, um, I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all the guests that we've had on this week and last week. These are people that I believe have stories to tell, stories that can touch the hearts of others who listen, people who needed to get their story out on the airwaves and 
What the heck? If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, right? So just listen to these people. And they've got stories to tell that I believe have touched a lot of hearts. And I'd like to thank each and every one of them. And, of course, I'd like to thank my very special guest this hour, Diana Doyle. Here's some websites, ExoNation. www.opentohope.com and www.hellogrief.com and her very popular blogspot is sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com Thank you very much for joining us, Diana. It's been a great pleasure and uh, please give my very best to all the wonderful people at the Make-A-Wish Foundation and uh, the Let It Be Foundation for the wonderful work that they they do as well. Thank you so much, Rob, for giving me this opportunity uh, to be on your radio show. I'm just thrilled, and I really do feel privileged to have this lovely chat with you today. It is I who am the privileged one, my friend. And what would you like to say to the to the listeners around the world? Uh, I know your dad's going to be listening to us in Australia, so what would you like to say to your dad? Um, I think... My dad's quite a shy guy, so he'd probably be embarrassed, but <laughs> I just love him. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, to to anyone out there, just enjoy what you have. And uh, there's a beautiful poem I love by Omar Khayyam, and um, it goes, Drink wine, this is life eternal. This is all that youth will give you. It is a season for wine, roses, and drunken friends. Be happy for this moment. This moment is your life. And I think that's something to take away today from... Mm-hmm grief or from anything, just to enjoy what you have and be happy for the moment because, you know, it's not a dress rehearsal to get out there and follow your dreams and, you know, try and put some good back into the world. And I think we need to start looking at people, no matter where they are on this planet, in a whole new light and understand that we're part of something very fragile, something called life. Yes, that's right. And, And, you know, it's it's so precious, and in an instant, you can get a phone call. You know, you really do need to uh, validate friendships and tell those you love you love them because you just never know when you'll get a call to say, you know, that person's gone, and, and grief is so final. It's that you don't get another chance to see those people again. So, yeah, be happy, be kind to everyone, and that's probably probably my thoughts. Diana, thank you very much for joining us. Take care of yourself, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with getting your book published, and let us know when it is. We'll have you back on. Oh, thank you, Rob. It's been a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. Exo Nation, uh, if you'd like to get more information about our guest this hour, Diana Doyle, www.opentohope.com, www.hellogrief.com, and her blog spot, sunshineinabluecup.blogspot.com. Well, that's it for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. Remember, if you have a love, little one at home, give them a love, give them a hug, give them a kiss, let them know they're loved. Be good to each other and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Good night now. But you can't stay here. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you shop O'Reilly Auto Parts, you'll get the parts you need when you need them. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and choose same-day curbside, same-day pickup, or same-day delivery powered by DoorDash. Now available at participating stores near you. Trust the professional parts people to get you the parts you need today. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.